Hi, everybody. You are listening to the PhD Career Coaching Podcast channel by Tina Person. I am a PhD career coaching expert helping professionals all over the world to find or create their dream job and dream career. After more than 10 years as an academic professional at the Max Planck Institute in Germany and at the Lund University in Sweden, I left the academic work for a career in industry. Today, I work as a career and leadership coach, supporting PhDs to develop right skills, knowledge and guidance, working in a field that makes them happy and fulfilled. I have a webpage, passagetopro.com, and my podcast you find on Podbean, Spotify and iTunes. You also find my recent book, The PhD Career Coaching Guidance, that you also find on Amazon. So stay tuned on the PhD Career Coaching channel. Today's topic is help. I have a gap in my resume. No worry, it's good. Too many of my clients worry about I have a gap in my resume. What can I do? What will recruiters and hiring managers think? And so if I have a gap, what can I do? I say it's fully okay to have a gap in your resume, as long as you know why you have a gap. Honestly, if you have no gap, I personally would be a bit suspicious. In this podcast, I will talk about the possibilities of having a gap in your resume and why it might be the best gap ever. Your career has been running like a high-speed train. You successfully finished your master thesis and shortly after you started your PhD. As PhD holder you know it takes a lot of your ability and willpower to finish a PhD but you did it. You decided to apply for a postdoc position and again just shortly after finishing your PhD you started your new career as a postdoc. Whatever your reason was to start your postdoc career is at the moment not important. The thing is so far your career has been moving from one position to the other, back to back. There could be many reasons why back-to-back careers still are considered as normal, particularly among academic professionals. We think that people around us think, you can't have a gap. I guess that is a lot to do with imagination of a classic academic career in which you transition from PhD to postdoc, then applying for tenure tracking or lecture positions, and then later applying for a professorship. A gap in such a career is never an alternative. You must publish, you work on spare times, you even work even though you're not paid. That is a PhD mindset, a researcher mindset. But is a back-to-back career normal? In career or careers beyond academia, is that what most professionals in work life are pursuing? A back-to-back career? And is it healthy? My answer to that is a clear no. A career is not a sprint, it's a marathon. I said it before. And some gaps will be so important that they will impact your rest of your career or your life career. 
Most successful people have both breaks in their life and gaps in their careers. It's all about what you call your gap, what value you put on the gap or gaps, and what you learned while having a gap in your resume or in your career. So why could a gap be good? I will give you five reasons. One, time to think, reflect and look inside yourself. Time to rest and reload yourself with positive energy. Three, do new things to get out of old routines. Four, unite with family and friends. Five, get inspiration, be creative. A story about the importance of taking a short break, it's told from a former Swedish world-class high jumper. And that story is worth being inspired from. It's a well-known fact among top athletes that it's easier to train hard but to forget to realise that your body is tired and is in desperate need of a break. That's why many top athletes have coaches. It's to guide them through their sport career. The Swedish high jumper was training for a world event, a journey like a PhD thesis or a long postdoc. It's simply not done in one year. It's several years of preparations. The worst case scenario is, of course, to get ill just weeks before the game starts. So, he trained for years. And guess what? He catches a cold just some few weeks before the games. Well, years of training and then a little cold. He was simply forced to take an unwanted break. Arriving to the games without having made the last planned preparations, he had no idea what to expect. But guess what? On that game, he was in his best shape ever. So what is the lesson to be learned? A gap or a break might be exactly what you need to get the best out of yourself. As career coach, I challenge many of my clients to slow down, be more resilient in the careers. The habit of just doing and doing and running might not move you forward. It's called working hard, but maybe not working smart. How long could a gap be? Again, it's all about your story, but a gap of 6 to 12 months in a career transition, you should not even worry about. It's a, it's a transition. It's not a gap, it's a transition. Depending on the job contract and the country you're living in, the security systems are differently designed. It could very well be that some of you are not included in any security system. So depending on the situation, different strategies are needed. So first Casey, if you have an opportunity to live in a country with a job security system, you are lucky. But interestingly, I live in a country with one of the best security systems in the world. Still, PhDs are afraid of a gap and they do anything they can to avoid to have a gap. But the reason why we have a job security system is to support a sustainable transition. 
It takes statistically from six to eight months to make a transition from academia to industry. So take the opportunity. Don't rush away from the gift you got. In the end, you paid that through your own income tax. The short career break in the transition is aimed to put you in a better position on the market than you were before. It means you took responsibility to figure out how to use your skills in the best possible way. You did not just take the first offer because you were afraid to be unemployed or afraid to get a gap. Most mistakes are done in hurry, being afraid rather than believing and trusting your abilities. If you are living in a country in which you don't have a security system or you are on a stipend as a PhD in postdoc, you need another plan. Maybe you have a visa issue and if you don't have a job, you're not allowed to stay in the country. Again, you need another strategy. In this situation, you have various alternatives. There are many more than I will include here, but I give two or three examples here. One, be more proactive in your career choices. Just start earlier. Be more flexible in your career choices. Open up for more job fields or careers. And of course, three, prepare your career while you're working on your PhD or while you're still working as a postdoc researcher. For example, extra courses, volunteering, extra jobs, online presence, working on your branding material, building your network. All that will prepare you and most likely you will get a job very fast after finishing your PhD or your contract ends. It might not be your dream job, but you will for sure get money on the bank account. And remember, the career is not a sprint, it's a marathon. So if you listen to my previous podcast, should I take the job for the money or the skills? It's always, it's learning new skills that will move you forward. So if you take a job just to get the money to survive, that's a good reason. And if you are clever, you take a job to learn new skills, grow your network and to take a break and to think. So even though it's not your dream job, it might be the best career break you ever had. I remember a story from a PhD that after quite some time finally signed a contract. After three months, he called me and said, Tina, I'm bored and I'm underpaid. I was desperate when I took the job, but now I'm bored. I said, congratulations, it's your first job after your PhD. So I said, yes, you do following. Learn to know your colleagues. Support your fellow colleagues with their issues. Learn to know your manager and his managing style. Learn management. Cool down and get yourself a spare time activity. Be the guy they like. One year later, he was headhunted for a manager job with a salary he never could have dreamt about. So you see, taking a short cooling down break job in a boring job, as he said, might be the best thing you ever did. Tell your story. 
Your life and your career are not a straight line to heaven, but more the shape of a sinus curve. The dips we experience is to teach us to appreciate the heights. A tip. It could very well be wise to build a money machine. Building a buffer of money to secure yourself in difficult times. Personal security will calm you down and make you more independent in your decisions. I will give an example of what to say if you have a gap. But first, the story. A young woman moving from the US from her first postdoc. Only after three months, she realized she could not stay. She saw no other alternative than moving back to Europe without having any new job when arriving. She was tired and felt emotionally empty. She came back to Europe just before the corona pandemic hit Europe. No jobs were announced and most of the people in her country was ordered in quarantine. Not very good time to get back to Europe being unemployed or being unemployed, no job advertised and limited networking possibilities. Her resume gap was growing. Giving up is not an option. So she continued to apply. And guess what? After eight months, she was invited for an interview. But now what? What to say about that gap? The answer is, this is not a gap. It's a career transition. You tell the recruiting company the truth. And that is, I went to US to start a two years postdoc. I wanted to go to US to learn new skills and to challenge myself. After arriving, I realized that the circumstances in the lab were not as expected. I had two alternatives, change lab in US or go back to Europe. I decided to go back to Europe and start looking for jobs outside of academia. This, as I, it was never my intention to stay in academia after my postdoc in US. Coming back to Europe, I decided to take a short break to figure out where I could utilize my skill sets in the best possible way. I took action to start networking outside of the academic sphere and adding new skills to my portfolio. Now I know what I want. I want a job more connected to sales and marketing, and that's why I applied for this job. It's fully in line with what I want. What do you think? I think that's a brilliant story. Thanks for listening to the PhD Career Coaching channel. It was a true pleasure talking to you and sharing part of my story and other stories in this channel. If you like what you hear, don't forget to buy my book, The PhD Career Coaching Guy. You find it on Amazon as paperback and in Kindle format. You can find more information about me and my company, my blogs, my podcasts and future adventures on my webpage, passagetopro.com. Don't forget to connect with me on LinkedIn or follow me on Facebook and Twitter. Stay tuned. I'll be back. <laughs>